Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. These stories contain distressing themes and brief descriptions of violence. This content is not suitable for children, and listener discretion is advised. As the sun set on West Rainton on March 3, 2003, the sky was clear and the air almost freezing. That day marked a new moon with no visible crescent in the sky until just after dusk, when only a slither appeared barely lighting the darkness of the surrounding country lanes. They say that the new moon is a time to set intentions and initiate beginnings, a new cycle and an end to the phase that came before, closing one chapter and opening another. Winding north out of West Rainton, Mark's Lane is a secluded country road used by dog walkers who want to avoid the busier streets of the town. Always unlit, on this particular night Mark's Lane was only lit up as a vehicle passed. Just after 7.30pm, a passenger in a car noticed something on the verge. My name's Benjamin Fitton from They Walk Among Us. And this is Murder Town, the podcast. Lying in a pool of blood, a man lay on the side of Mark's Lane appearing to have suffered serious head injuries after what looked like a hit and run. When the ambulance arrived, he was found to be alive, but barely and he was transported to the University Hospital in Durham before being rushed to Newcastle General Hospital for emergency surgery. It would not take long for police to identify the man as George Button, a 53-year-old local. George lived only a short walk from the scene with his wife, Christina, the young daughter and Christina's nephew. He had left home around 7pm to walk his border collie Laddie, who was found nearby unhurt, and within 30 minutes the passing car had found him on the verge. Christina arrived at the hospital, keeping a vigil at his bedside for the next two days as he lay unconscious on life support. George was well loved around West Rainton, having lived his whole life in the greater region. 
an electrician for the Sunderland Council at their depot in Houghtonless Spring, he'd been a collier's electrician on the mines before that. The locals rallied and hoped the gentle giant, as many called him, would pull through. But he didn't. He never regained consciousness and died from his injuries two nights later. Crime scene examiners sealed off the road and conducted an inch-by-inch search of the area. The strange thing was there was no evidence of a vehicle skidding, nor was there any debris which would have been expected had George been hit by a vehicle. With no leads on a driver, exactly a week after the incident, Durham police announced that they would conduct a reconstruction, and a detective walking laddie took the same route George had taken. Detective Superintendent Dave Jones of Durham CID told the press, quote, That image of someone with a dog walking the exact route taken by Mr. Button might jog someone's memory, and we urge them to come forward with information. We believe we have largely pieced together Mr. Button's movements between the time he left home and the time he was found. The last reported sighting of George was from a car passenger who knew him, who'd seen him on the side of the road near Mark's Lane talking to a tall man with a black Labrador. But after asking the public for help, this man had not come forward. As posters went up around town, Detective Superintendent Jones reminded people, The only gap in the jigsaw is the failure of that man he was talking to in the lane to come forward. He could obviously provide us with important information. The public learned that George had received a single blow, delivered with great force to the back of the head while walking, and although they believed it was likely a vehicle, possibly the back of his head hitting the windscreen, They couldn't rule out the possibility of an assault. In the background, experts from the National Crime Faculty and the Transport Research Laboratories were consulted in an attempt to identify how Mr. Button's injuries were caused. Police had obtained CCTV footage near to where the family lived. It showed that when George left his street just before 7pm that night... He and Laddie could be seen walking towards Mark's Lane with Christina, but Christina had said that she was out in her car at the time. Police had also received a strange call relating to Christina's 20-year-old nephew, Simon Tannehill. Simon had moved in with Christina and George after falling out with his father. Simon's uncle told police that shortly before March 3rd, Simon had asked his uncle to find someone to kill a big man and told him that the best time to kill him was when he was walking his dog. By this time, the lab had examined George's injuries and concluded that George hadn't died from one large blow to the back of his head at all. The pattern of bloodstain showed his head had been struck around six times and not with a car, but most likely with a heavy, blunt instrument. Looking into 20-year-old Simon Tannehill, 
police discovered that he and his auntie Christina were especially close. Although he'd quarrelled with his own father, there'd been no trouble at the Buttons home and any suggestion that Simon had wanted to kill George just seemed like a stretch. But looking into some recent transactions, there seemed to be something that didn't sit right with the authorities. Twenty years younger than George, 31-year-old Christina had taken out a life insurance policy on George for £450,000. She'd done this shortly before she and George took her nephew in. But following George's death, Christina had been mourning her husband's death in all the ways you would expect. She sent flowers to the roadside vigil and placed a loving memorial to him in the local paper. Police arranged for both Christina and Simon to attend the police station for what they described as a meeting, since there had been developments in the cause of George's death. Investigators sought approval from the chief constable for covert audio and video surveillance of the pair while they were alone together at the station. They were sure that if they were involved in George's death, they'd catch them out. After arriving at the station, they were placed into a room together and left alone for a while. At this point, Christina looked towards the door, mouthed something to Simon, then wiggled her ear and touched the wall, as if telling him, the walls have ears. The two could then be seen whispering to each other. Eleven days after George was found on the roadside, Durham police arrived at Christina's front door and arrested her and Simon Tannehill for murder. Both denied having anything to do with the death. According to Christina, she was out driving in her car at the time of the attack, and Tannehill claimed he was out getting the newspaper. Neither alibis could be corroborated. A memorial service for George would be held three months later, and Christina would be given a variation of her bail to attend. Loved ones described the atmosphere as strange and tense with her there. The chapel was packed with around 300 people, and George's niece spoke about her love for her uncle. My uncle George deserved love, appreciation and honesty. I was very proud of him, and every moment I spent with him. He had a calmness and a dignity I wish I could have, and he was always willing to help anybody. A message on the hymn sheet read, George Button, aged 53 years, born May 17, 1949 at Harrington Burn. His life was prematurely and tragically ended at West Rainton on Wednesday, March 5th, 2003. The case against both Christina Button and 20-year-old Simon Tannehill was largely circumstantial. Police inquiries had shown that the motive for the murder was purely financial and had a trail of paperwork. The Buttons had recently been forced to remortgage their home after Christina had fallen heavily in debt. 
she'd racked up almost £200,000, including 14 credit cards. The life insurance policy meant that she would gain £450,000 in the event of George's death. During the three-and-a-half-week trial, the jury heard that Christina persuaded her nephew to murder George Button in return for money from his life insurance, both giving each other alibis. The prosecution argued Christina had taken advantage of the fact that Tannehill was besotted with her and bribed him to kill her husband, who could only be described as a kind, caring and thoughtful person by friends and family. They showed a pattern in Christina's behaviour, including a previous employer having caught her in the past, stealing £11,000 to pay debts. Conversations Christina had with neighbours included one where she questioned a widow living nearby about money left to her after the death of the woman's husband, and another conversation where she told a neighbour that she would, quote, one day be a very rich widow. Christina would not take the stand at trial, but Simon Tannehill did. He was presented as a quiet and shy man with no prior instances of aggression. His social life revolved solely around his family, and he didn't have any close friends. He explained the fallout with his father, saying that following Christina asking if he'd like to move in with them, he made sure it was okay with George first and agreed to pull his weight around the house, going on to say, Me and George got on very well. I don't think he minded my being there. We used to talk. George used to give me advice on worldly things. I always appreciated his advice about the conversations he'd had with his uncle who had called the police. Tannehill denied asking to find someone to kill a man, and it was all a complete coincidence. He admitted to the court that although he never received it, he had asked his uncle if he could borrow a baseball bat. There had been some break-ins in the area, and he thought he would use it as protection. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Christina's defense counsel argued that there was no direct proof that she had anything to do with George's death. No witnesses had seen her at the scene of the crime. There was no forensic evidence nor was there any indication following the murder. No text messages or phone calls. Defence barrister Alistair Webster KC said, Cases where a spouse is killed are rarer than hen's teeth. Millions of people are in debt. Very, very few kill to solve it. It is dangerous to think that debt equals motive equals kill. However, the prosecutor argued that debt was a clear path to this murder. The financial benefit payable on Mr. Button's death would be likely to exceed £450,000. The mathematics were, we submit, straightforward. Christina Button may not have known all the exact figures, but from being heavily in debt, she could walk away with a detached house fully paid for and a profit of £250,000. Jurors were taken to the scene on Mark's Lane accompanied by barristers on both sides and the judge. When they returned their verdict the next week, they found both Christina Button and Simon Tannehill guilty of murder. As Mr. Justice Royce said, George Button was a kind and gentle man. It is difficult to conceive of a more cold and calculating killing. Christina stared at the judge stunned. She sobbed and fell to the floor of the dock. The doctor was called and Christina was taken away for medical treatment as the judge decided that she was not fit to be sentenced. To Tannehill, Mr Justice Royce spoke directly. This was a callous and calculated killing of a fine and gentle man who was a good husband to Christina Button and a kind uncle to you. You may well have been under her sway, but there is only one sentence that I am entitled in law to pass and that is a sentence of custody for life. Due to changes in the law that year, under the Criminal Justice Act 2003, the judge was required to announce the minimum terms he considered appropriate in the case. After officially sentencing them both to life, Mr Justice Royce set Christina's minimum sentence the time she would have to serve before being eligible for parole, at 14 years. 
Tannehill was given a minimum of 13 years. Mr Justice Royce said, I have considered the victim impact statements from George Button's family. I have also considered the representations from Christina Button, contending that the minimum term should be less than the minimum term I recommended. I have come to the conclusion I should reject her contention. This was a wicked and evil murder, which she orchestrated. George Button's family were in court for the verdict, with his brother Fred saying afterwards, I think George has received the justice he deserves, but the sentence should have been more. Life should mean life, especially for something as premeditated as this. Christina Button's defence appealed on the basis that they believe three pieces of key evidence should have been inadmissible. One in particular landed the police who investigated the case in hot water. When they had set up the covert audio and video cameras at the police station to catch the pair out, they sought the appropriate approval of the chief constable. But what was not realised at the time was that the application should not have been made by an officer involved in the case. And because it was, then the approval was granted for audio only, not video. This, the defence argued, meant that the video, which was a piece of evidence that helped convict, should never have been shown in court. The police claimed that they did not know that only the audio was approved, and acted in good faith. Three appeal judges were asked to quash both life sentences and render an unfair trial. George's brother Fred spoke out again in the press, saying, I'm not surprised she's trying to appeal. Obviously, we hope it will be turned down. It would be a big blow if she was successful eventually. We are trying to piece our lives back together. It will be two years since George died, and this just brings all the horrible memories back. Although in 2005 Christina had won the right to appeal her conviction in the appeals court, this appeal was denied. By 2008, the UK's Innocence Network took on the case led by Dr Michael Norton. In UK was made up of members from the law departments of 25 British universities. They had published a dossier of 45 cases of alleged wrongful convictions, which they believe proved the need for urgent reform by the Criminal Cases Review Commission. Speaking of the Button case, Norton said, The crimes that these men and women are convicted of are appalling, but in every single case there are questions conflicts and problems in the evidence that led to their conviction. He was concerned that beyond the question of admissible evidence, the post-mortem examination still concluded George Button died as a result of a road traffic accident. There was one person who had been angered by in-UK's dossier and willingness to fight the conviction. Christina's older sister Susan, who had helped raise her, believed that Christina was exactly where she deserved to be 
saying, I will chain myself to the Houses of Parliament if her case ever goes back to appeal. I know she's guilty. It's absolutely disgusting. Life should mean life, and she should be in prison for the rest of her life. They tried to pass it off as a road accident. What a pile of rubbish. I always knew the truth and what she did. He was bludgeoned to death. She murdered my brother-in-law and left my niece without a father. I was abandoned by my family for speaking out against her and not lying to protect her, but I was always going to tell the truth. The case has already been before a court of appeal, and there will be something seriously wrong with the system if it gets reviewed again. Can they not leave it alone and let her stay where she should be? I'm disgusted. Susan got her wish. The second appeal application was refused by the Criminal Cases Review Commission without further investigation, and the conviction was once again upheld based on the fact that, from prison, Simon Tannehill had admitted to the murder. After the final appeal, both families attempted once again to pick up the pieces and move on. In March 2017, as Simon Tannehill's minimum term came to an end, the parole board confirmed they had directed his release. He was 49. 18 months later, Christina Button was also released. The only time she has spoken out was to say, I have lived a nightmare for the last 16 years. I have always said I want to clear my name, but I don't want people now to know about my past. I want a normal life. Sign up now to Crime and Investigation Play the only dedicated true crime streaming service to watch brand new episodes of the TV show Murder Town. To start your free trial, head to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk forward slash play forward slash Murder Town. Once your free trial ends, you only have to pay the low monthly fee of £3.99 or you can purchase an annual plan for just £39.99. That's 12 months for 10. Again, head to crimeinvestigation.co.uk forward slash play forward slash murder town. UK customers only. T&Cs apply. 18 plus. Subscription required. Payment taken if trial not cancelled. Murder Town is a Crime and Investigation original podcast. Hosted by me, Benjamin Fitton. Written and researched by Anna Priestland. Edited by Joel Porter. Produced by Kim Sargent. And series produced by Sam Pearson. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.